Good afternoon or good morning, I guess. Yeah. Whenever you're listening to this. Or good, <laughs> or good night. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Sadie. And I'm Mar. And this is the podcast where we are reading books that you do not have to. Mm. But today we're actually not reading books. We're not doing it. <laughs> this is a continuation of our mini series called Everything But the Book. Everything But the Book. <laughs> And it's the suggestion series where Mar and I are looking at maybe some very famous books and popular books, mm-hmm. some newer released books. Um, but we are deciding if we are going to commit to reading it or not. Yes. So some of these like Spare that Ooh, we're going to talk about. Come on. It is a very long book. Yes. And it is so there's so many interviews and so many opinions about it. And it's been out since January now. So it's okay. been out for a couple months. Um, and so, but we're not decided. We, we've gone back and forth of should we read this for the podcast or not? And so we're going to test it out on our mini, mini series. Mm-hmm. So you and I have both listened, watched a couple interviews. Yes. So we're going to share what we have discovered and found. Come on. Yes. And we're going to see, okay, should we read this book or not? And we're going to see if you guys would even be interested in us yeah, reading on. this book or not. <laughs> so Mar, what is your understanding of the royal family and yeah. Mr. Duke of Sussex. Yes. Harry. So this book, Spare, is written by Prince Harry <laughs> Styles. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish. No, I'm just kidding. Um, She's like the real prince. The real prince. Let's Wait, be honest is here. he the Duke or is he the prince? He well, is- he's Prince Harry, but he's the Duke. Oh, see, that, they call already, him prince that Harry. already confuses me. I know that they call him that, but now I'm like. Because he is a prince, but he's a Duke of what, Duchess? So- <laughs> <laughs> That's my understanding. The Duke of Duchess. The Duke of Sussex. The Duke of Sussex. Okay, so my understanding of the royal family is this. Okay. I understand nothing. Okay. But what I do know know is you got a king, you got a queen. Okay. Not anymore. Um, Well, not anymore. She's dead. Rest in peace. What I do know is that I am also cringy right now because I'm just remembering that I have some lovely, wonderful friends um, in Arizona that... They are from England. And so you're, this fr- you're from England. <laughs> no, we're back with the right voice this time. Welcome back to our England podcast. Just for you all the way from Arizona. <laughs> no. no, we got to call them in, actually. Oh, okay, so ba- that's for you. My, my, own, <laughs> my own understanding is right. The Queen Elizabeth, who has passed away, her brother did not want to be king. So she just stepped up and she was queen. And that is why that England loves her because she did something she did not have to do. She went on to have her son. And I know she's got other kids too, but King Charles, who is now king because Queen Elizabeth has passed away. King Charles has two sons. He's got Prince Harry. He's got Prince William. William is the oldest. Yes. And then Prince William is married to Princess Kate. And Prince Harry is married to Duchess. Megan <laughs> and Megan, we all know her. We've seen her. She's in TV shows. The show Suits, suits correct? We Come love on. Suits. She's a she's an actress, a model, a writer, <laughs> and uh, a royal heir now. Yes. So basically, and uh, their dad, King Charles, remarried after the tragic death of their mother, Princess Diana, and is now marrying married to the villain Camilla. Oh, love. <laughs> <laughs> See, good job, the villain. <laughs> See, That's my understanding. That was an excellent, uh, comprehensive overview. Really? Um, yeah, nice. I think you actually did really good. Wow. Yes, I was surprised myself. No, I think, <laughs> I think you did really good. And I love that you said villain because honestly, you just got all of Britain on your side. Come because on. that is truly. I just quoted Harry. To Here's be the, oh. <laughs> he called her a villain. <laughs> See, I believe it. 
Here's the thing, though. That's actually always something that I've thought about of she was his original mm. love mm. before Princess Diana came into the picture. He wanted to be with Camilla. Yeah. The royal family said, no, she is not of proper breed or she is not of the way that we want. Mm. She cannot be married into this royal wow. family. So that they brought in Princess Diana, unbeknownst to Diana, she did not know that Charles did not love her. Yeah. So in my mind, sometimes I'm like, I really wonder though, is she the, is Camilla the side mm. piece or was this, she the original? And Princess Diana got ah! screwed over. I wonder. You know what I say about because that? Because he's still with her. That's the he thing. Is he is still with her. He wanted to be with her years ago yes. and he's still with her now. I mean, he was with her during those years. Let's I mean, be honest. That's disgusting. They, probably got, but, they totally had tunnels in that castle. Oh, no. <laughs> Tunnels will go Those underground. Tunnels. Those hidden tunnels, man. Well, okay. So, so good job on the other. Thank you. So if for all of you listeners, that I'm so sorry if also we have some diehard royal mm-hmm. fans because mm-hmm. we are not, okay? No. We are not these the experts on this, but we are just sharing with you our knowledge. Yes. Um, and so Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex, wrote a book called mm-hmm. Spare. Come and on. it came out in January of this year. It was a huge release was very uh it was a hot topic of a book because as as you know the royal family is very 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 private their mm. motto actually is don't complain don't explain which is funny you want to know why why because a lot of sorry if i'm jumping the gun but what <laughs> is it? so i listened to an interview the 60 minutes interview you can find it on youtube um i think i watched the shortened version but okay. it's called 60 minutes she said i watched a 60 minutes uh interview in three minutes I did. <laughs> the snippet i think it's only 25 snippets. minutes good but. job saying snippets by the way instead of clippets because <gasps> ah! you've <laughs> You've been saying clip-its, like, for five episodes, That's and it's a joke. killing me. No, I'm not. That's a it's joke. It's so funny. I think I tried to tell you in the last no episode. No one's called me out. Well, I tried to tell you in the last episode, and then you're like, huh? I'm like, oh, oh, never mind. I forget it. <laughs> like, she's, she's not she's not getting it's it. It's okay. Snippets, my. Good job. Well, clip-its are, like, no, clips of videos. There's clips. Yeah, clip And then there's snippets. Uh, there's not clip-its. <laughs> honestly, I was just saving time. You so, know, basically, great. so, they, well, in this interview, they kind of even ask him, they ask Prince Harry, like, why would you decide to get away from the royal family? Why would you say that you want a private life? Go to California with um, <clears throat> your wife and your kids, but then you're still in the public eye. And he said that the only reason that he is still in the public eye is because after they wanted to do that, the royal family was so mad at them that they started to leak things to the press to fill a narrative about them that wasn't true. Mm. And so he said that Harry refuses to speak truth through other people. So he decided to do it himself so nothing could be twisted. And that's why he's in the light right now. He says, I will not be someone that sells information to the tabloids to fill a narrative to like make my family look bad. If you want to know the truth, let me sit here and tell you. And so he was more like, my family is doing this. This is more of a call out. Like, if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it in person, face to face rather than you hiding behind like these tabloids. Cause apparently they've been doing that for years. They call the press. They tell them these stories to make them look good and stuff like that. But they say they don't want to be in the light. Interesting. That's actually a hot take because I have not Ooh. heard that mm-hmm. in reference to how this book is, because there's kind of two sides in my understanding to this whole uh, Harry and Megan leaving the Royal family mm-hmm. situation. Obviously there's a side of them being like, Harry has watched his mom and he saw and heard and saw all of these 
horrible things that happened to her of how she basically just lost her mind because of all the pressure, the intensity, yeah. being ostracized by family members and feeling pushed out, and the press's obsession with her, the mm. paparazzi's um, just kind of involvement in her life. So he saw her spiral, right? And yeah. he saw Megan start to do that too. He saw the attention and all the things happening towards Megan, the way she was portrayed in the media, and then the way that the royal family even isolated her or rejected her in his mind, in Megan's mm. mind. That's kind of how they experienced that. And then there's the side of the royal family being like, this is the job. And she mm. married into the job. It was her mm. choice. She knew the situation. She knew what your role was. She knew what this family was. It was literally her choice. But did she know? Well, and that's the thing. Is so many girlfriends, apparently from Spare, he mm -hmm. talked about all these girlfriends that would date him. And then we're like, I cannot do this. Wow. I cannot be close to this at all. And so then you have Megan come along and she has her own experience with yeah. fame, being an actress and all these things. And so she maybe thought, okay, I am more up for the yeah. task. I can do this. Um, and so in my opinion, or from what I understand, there's two kind of opinions. There's two sides of this whole mm. thing. And so that is actually a very interesting take that he felt like this was his response to all of the British press. Yeah. In, in I'm sure from the royal family's perspective, he was just continuing now. He's putting more mm. out there because I'm Which sure. Is, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's just so interesting because like, okay, I want to be honest here. Yep. I think I'm team Harry and team Meghan. I'm Ooh. just going to say it. And okay. It, you can be honestly, I feel like you're team Royals. No, I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure. I think what the hard part about picking a side is because he even says in here, he says at one point, um, he said, Okay, he said, I would like to get my brother back and I would like to get my yes. father back. At the moment, I don't recognize them as much as they probably don't recognize me. And so for me, I'm like, okay, they can't – their whole job, though, is to hold up this monarch yeah. and this responsibility, this image, the tasks that they have. They can't be what essentially Harry and Meghan have become, which is public figures. Yeah. Because Harry and Meghan have become more – like accessible, they become more um, vulnerable. They've exposed mm. more of their inner life to the public eye, and I think that's what separates the royal family, it, kind of like a presidency. I mean, mm. that's why I think some of the last presidency was kind of shocking because mm. so much of it felt uh, exposing and volatile, and like yes. like they would. He, and so I think the the difference between the royal family and Harry and Meghan is mm. like the royal family does not talk about like their inner life. They don't show the public what mm -hmm. is actually going on because then that kind of breaks down this wall of power and this wall of trust and this wall of like, okay, yeah. no, we are your quote unquote sovereigns and we are the people that are, we are worthy of protecting you. We are worthy mm -hmm. of representing but they're not. you. <laughs> they're not. They're literally not. No, this is the reason why I like <laughs> See, The reason why I like that Harry is doing this is because Yes, like the royal family might not have never been set up to be public figures, but that doesn't take away the fact that they are public figures because people make them that way. They worship. He was literally saying that when his mother died, he could not understand the grief that other people were having, that he would shake their hands and they literally like were soaking wet from their tears. And he felt weird about being the middleman. Like he would take their flowers and set them down and stuff like that. Like he felt weird because he wasn't even having that much grief at the time because he was trying to process it. Like they made them public figures. So it's so interesting to me that they're like oh we don't talk about this but i like that he's talking about it because he's taking a narrative they're trying to be perfect and he says we're not 
He's even saying he's not. He admitted to like doing cocaine, being on drugs, just not doing well. Him and his brother, they get in a fight, like all these things that like nobody would suspect. And I like that he's breaking that narrative of like, we might be your king and queen, princess and whatever, but we're normal and we're real people. And I think that's exactly why it's kind of also divisive generationally because there's kind of this like old Britain yes, and there's young Britain. Like there's these younger generation being like, we really don't care. Like, yeah, like Harry and Meghan talking about mental health is Mm. probably absurd to people that are literally 70, 80 and have had this kind of, like you said, Queen Elizabeth who just out of a duty and responsibility is like, I will give my life commitment Mm -hmm. to working for this country, representing these people. And so I think that's also, yeah, there's totally a generational thing of like, our, our generation is probably going, no, we understand what Harry yes. and Meghan are saying. We get why they would mm-hmm. might want to leave. I think the biggest, like why I thought your um, opinion on or what you were sharing about how Harry viewed this as his response to the British mm-hmm. press's yeah, that was what perspective. He said. Right. Yeah. So that's his pers- her, his response with this book is that yeah. I'm going to use this book to respond to everything the British press has put out about me. Yes. I think that's interesting because, yeah, there is this idea of like, well, no, if you really wanted to leave because of mental health and because of the way Mm. your wife, you felt like she was being treated, you would go and just be quiet and choose a new life. And it's interesting that he felt like, well, I want to also say what I felt like was happening. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny too, because I had a quote where he said, we were forced to leave. I fled my home country. And that I thought was a wee bit dramatic yeah. because I felt in my understanding of it was that he wanted to, they wanted to step away from a lot of like their public outward, excuse me, facing responsibilities and just kind of maybe do really small outings. They wanted to basically kind of remove themselves mm-hmm. from a lot of that public role but still sort of be associated with the family. And they were like, well, no, you can't do that. You can't yeah. like pick and choose if you're going to be royal in this aspect of your life, but not in this, like you just have to either be in or out. And they were like, okay, well, when they were out. Yeah. But then they also wanted like, they wanted security and they wanted all these things. Which they're paying for themselves. Right. But that's what I'm saying. So when he was saying like, we had to flee, we had to leave our country. It's like, well, I don't think that they were like, you can't come back. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the one thing it's like, well, who knows? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, that's the crazy thing when stuff like this comes out and they reveal stories, like honestly kind of horror stories, which I think is going to happen in anything that's like this is like, if you look that perfect to like the limelight, like there's got to be dirty stuff going on in there. That's just not right. Um, And so I just think, I don't know. I don't if if it was him. He said that he felt like he was trying to protect Megan mm. because the same way that Charles was not allowed to marry Camilla because she wasn't fitting the standards. They were very upset about him wanting to bring Megan in because she was not fitting the standards. She's biracial. She was an actress. She was American. Like all these she things. She was they, divorced. Divorced. Right? Catholic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just all these things that you're not supposed to be. And so I think one thing that he said that I really liked was that he said he didn't realize the British paper was 
so bigoted. And he says, I didn't realize that I was bigoted before Megan. And they they asked him, you think you were a bigot? And he's like, I don't know. All I can say is I was naive and didn't know what I know now. And I think that just shows his, uh, maybe his growth of like, yes, that was accepted there. It's like, even with Charles, like, no, you don't do this. You don't marry someone that doesn't line up. Right. And now he's realizing that, no, like that's actually really hurtful. And that's just because that's the way it's always been done doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. And so I think him seeing and realizing how much hurt was going towards Megan because of maybe her ethnicity or because of things that he did, like, and I think it makes sense. We we get married and we want to protect our spouse with all we got. So if someone wants to come for hunt, they're all I'm coming for you. <laughs> Scarborough family. I'm going to put you in the tabloids. Like, let's do this thing. And so it's like, even I, was like though, I will take this public. I will take this public. So it's like, even though he might have wanted to get away, I think it's the human natural flesh response in us. of Like when we see something about our spouse that just is not true to us. Right. We try to do everything we can to be like, no. Don't look at them in that way. That's not who they are. And I think maybe it's extra that he's doing this, but I think that's why he's doing it. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting too. In the, I listened or I watched a Stephen Colbert, the late night show interview with him. And he said that he admitted to obsessively looking at pictures of his wife online and articles and everything to see what everyone is saying. Um, and so he even got really hooked into like, oh my gosh, what do they think of her? What are they saying about her? What are they? And he, so he got so focused on it. So then he had to talk about how he had to do a digital diet. And so oh, okay. that he, because he had to stop because it was just feeding this anger that he had of how his mm. wife was being treated, what people were saying about her, how they were picking her apart in comparison to Kate mm. and all this stuff. Um, But yeah, okay. I guess we're almost. Wow. Yeah. We can talk about this forever. We can talk about this forever. But <laughs> what is one thing that surprised you from this book and, or from the articles or mm. from the interviews. And then would does this make you want to read it or not? Wow. Okay. I got a quick one right here. Okay. So basically, apparently, maybe they must have known that the queen was passing and it was coming to her time. Because apparently there was a plane that was being taken out. And I don't know where, where they live. I forget what it's called. I know it's in England, but I don't know if there's like a... Do they live in England? Or who? The queen. Yes. She lived in England? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, basically, Palace, he was like, <laughs> Buckingham, that's it. That's a Buckingham? Buckingham? Buckingham Palace. Buckingham. He had asked his brother, this is what he said in the interview, that he had asked his brother, how are you all getting to Buckingham? Because apparently they were all in different places at the time. But he and Meghan were no longer part of the royal family at this time. His brother did not respond. This is when respond. the queen passed. Yes. Like this fall? Okay. Yes. When the queen passed. His brother did not respond. And so, but then later, because they were all supposed to go there and say their goodbyes. So they must have known that she was kind of on her way out. They did not tell him how they were getting there, right? So they found their own way there just to find out that they took like a private plane that had 16 extra seats on it, right? And by the time he got there, the queen was already dead. And they did not invite him. And he had to find his own way there. And so he just went upstairs and spent time with her while she was already passed away. But everybody else got this to me was the moment where it's like, yes, you get in fights with people that you love. Yes, you might disagree with who they're with, stuff like that. But this to me was a low. I don't care what you've got going on. I don't even care what the queen might have felt in that moment, right? That is your family. And how do you love it? You do not like you just took away something that you could never give back a moment to say goodbye to someone that was a very big influence on your life, whether it was good, bad, or a little bit of both. And so when they did that, I was like, no freaking way. (laughs) I would be so mad. Mm. I'd be 
mm-hmm. so mad that they stole that from me because they were so upset about me leaving. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, and he and well, that's funny because he said he thinks that people read this book and think, how could you ever forgive your family mm-hmm. for what they've done? And so that's interesting to me because it's like he does think what has happened to him is shocking. And that's a scenario I'm sure where a lot of people in here's the thing to play devil's advocate in my mm. mind. I'm like, I want to be, I want to be in the text threads. Mm. I want to be in the calls. What actually happened? Yeah. That's what I want to be because it's like, I could see so many scenarios being played out. But I mean, if that is truly what he genuinely felt like happened, yeah. that is shocking. That is shocking. And then crazy that he says forgiveness is hundred percent an opportunity that he wants to have because he wants a relationship with his family. And to me, it's like, you got to both go. You got to mm. both take a step, though. So that was something that's interesting to me is he said that if his mom was alive today, she this situation, it would not have gotten to this point. Mm. Him and William's relationship would not have gotten to this point. Yeah. And so to me, though, it's like both brothers need to somehow take a step yeah. towards each other. And it needs to be private. They need to in private and realize that you're on the same team. You mm-hmm. both grew up the same way. You both mm-hmm. lost your mother. Harry was 12. William was 15. Like you both were told your dad was not there for either of you. He tried, but he wasn't there for either of you. He was there for Camilla. Yeah, he was there for Camilla. You both look at Camilla as like a villain. You both have been told to be in these structures that you don't really want to be in. And what if William didn't even want to be the older brother? What if he did not want the responsibility in the yeah. role? And- but I think that's what Harry is trying to show. Like, did we not learn anything from Princess Diaries, people? Okay. <laughs> Like you don't gotta go with what they all the flow, okay? Like I think I think that's what he's trying to say is he's trying to pave a new path for yeah. royalty. Yep. Of like saying like this stuff is unhealthy. Yep. And even though I'm part of the unhealthiness, like I'm recognizing that we need to change. Okay. Does this make you? Does these interviews make you want to read the book at all? Or 100%. are you kind of like, oh, wow? I want to read it. <gasps> I do. I need to know the juice. Okay? This is okay. Can I tell you? Yes. I feel the same way because. <gasps> <Yeah>! <laughs> This is a good this Sorry. is a success. Yes. Because I was kind of debating forever. I'm like, oh, this book is so talked about. And I feel like I've already heard people talk about this book and little stories and opinions and things. But now after getting into it, I'm like, I really I want to mm. read the whole thing. And there's so many little things that we didn't even get yes. I didn't even get to share it with you from the interview. But okay, so we executive decision, we're gonna read this book. We're gonna read the book and we're gonna talk about it in the podcast. Yes, go! I'm so excited. Okay, well, that is an episode of Everything But The Book. And we hope you like it. And now you guys can look forward to us reading this in long form. And if you hate it, I'm sorry. But we're excited. (laughs) And we're going to pour some tea, some English tea. (laughs) And we're going to talk about this book. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.